Last year, I did a study of narcissism for one of my online classes. It was a deep dive into all things pride, vanity, ego, arrogance, and, well, the flesh. Psychology is an academic discipline. It is the scientific study of the human mind and its functions, especially those affecting behavior in a given context. The mental and emotional factors governing a situation or activity. Mindset, mentality, character, temperament. The science of personality. Some people want to know how your mind is organized into a body of knowledge, and that is their primary focus. Their curiosity into the mentality of human beings is the driving force behind making the world better, one diagnosis at a time. The goal is healing to have a healthy and balanced emotional response to life means living the command to love. For a narcissist to take their excessive, disingenuine interest in themselves and transform it into support is a fresh perspective of Christ-like behavior. Welcome to Our Given Purpose, the podcast. If you haven't already, please share this with a friend and prepare your space to take notes. Don't forget your Bible because we will use the Word of God to see what it says about narcissism. If you're new here, you'll get used to gathering your supplies before settling in. We tried to cover topics from a biblical point of view, And I've been told that some juicy tidbits can be gleaned from these mentoring sessions for later conversation and meditation. I want to thank you all for making this transition to a different quote-unquote address easy. I am grateful for your support and for letting others know that we have moved to this new RSS feed. Okay, so why are we talking about narcissism and why is it all over the blogs right now? It has become a hot topic, yet it isn't new. So what's up with the resurrection of self? One theory I have is that the pandemic magnified certain character traits and they became harder to ignore. Before we pull back the layers and dig in, I have to say that we can all exhibit characteristics of a narcissist. We each have a degree of desiring exactly what we want when we want it and being the center of attention while doing so. I don't want to pretend that I have it all together. I struggle with pride, arrogance, and ego, but God. Within this struggle, I recognize his power, truth, and authentic love. And that is how we, how I, glorify my Lord and Savior by acknowledging my sins and seeking forgiveness. Okay, let's peel back the layers of this onion. 
Walking on Eggshells, How to Break the Narcissistic Pattern on Our Given Purpose, the podcast. Like many diseases, narcissistic personality disorder is a mental illness. And according to psychology and medical journals, 1 to 6% of adults are diagnosed. For clarity, today's mentoring session is focused on the habits of a narcissist. I am not a medical professional or a licensed physician. I believe change happens when a person acknowledges mistakes, errors, and sins that are committed against God first. It is in this revelatory self-examination that we, with the Holy Spirit, can honestly assess how delusions of grandeur feeds the dysfunctional attitudes and behaviors of narcissism. The overall pattern of self-centered, arrogant thinking while not considering other people's feelings is a tactic of the enemy, and it will kill healthy relationships, steal the joy God intends us to have in our hearts, and destroy goodness through manipulation. Again, I want to be cautious as this session is aimed at our acknowledging the destructive ways we all can behave irresponsibly or recklessly in our lives, from work and friendships to family and love relationships. We must acknowledge that we do not get it 100% right 100% of the time. Now, if you see your behavior is causing a problem, Don't blame the other person. It's not a personal attack if someone criticizes one's careless reaction. We will always work at a deficit trying to manipulate others until they grow weary or they break under the constant pressure to be perfect for us. Resisting the change one must undergo To change the narrative is unbeneficial and will continue to kill, steal, and destroy the trajectory of a godly, Christ-centered life. I want to reference a few Bible verses to frame the remainder of our time here and pray you will meditate on God's Word and use it for instruction. The more knowledgeable we are with the truth of the Bible, the easier it becomes to discern lies and ungodly behaviors within ourselves first and then others. That is the crucial point. We should not try to fix other people before taking inventory of what we got going on. The scriptures come from the book of Proverbs chapter 4 verse 16, Titus chapter 1 verse 16, and Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 20, and that will be our focal scripture. These are all listed in the show notes. Proverbs 4.16 For they cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. Titus chapter 1 verse 16, they profess to know God, but they deny him by their works. They are detestable, disobedient, 
unfit for any good work. And finally, Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 20. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruits. So to recap, I read Proverbs 4.16, Titus 1.16, and Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 21. All of these are in the show notes. So Matthew 7.20, you will recognize them by their fruits. And this is part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, where he is instructing his followers how to live with one another. He is also telling us to practice goodness while we interact with others. So the question becomes, how do we put an end to narcissism? Well, we cannot. That is a divine undertaking that will happen with the second coming of Christ. When he returns, all evil will be cast away and a new heaven and new earth will come. But until then, what we can do is be intentional, purposeful, mindful about our words, actions, thoughts, and behaviors. Now, this would be the point that I would give you five ways to stop walking on eggshells or prompt you to grab your notebook so we could clarify, organize, and prepare with God. But today, in this session... I am asking you to get quiet with God. I would love for you to take one minute right now to pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you into understanding about your choices over the last 48 hours. Who do you need to apologize to and for what? Ask Him to reveal the things within you that are not pleasing to Him. Hmm. That's the point of tension that we need to wrestle with. Now, I do not want to limit you to one minute, but just 60 seconds to begin. In order to see change, sometimes we have to change the approach. And this is that type of podcast. I want to shake things up, do something a little radical, and allow you to start the process of prayer. And if you cannot do that now because you came in here expecting something else, that's okay. Remember that it's here and you can play it at the time that it suits your schedule and you can sit down and get quiet with God. Listen to what he has to say. Before we we close this out, I want to thank you for being here please visit www.OurGivenPurpose.com. Join us as we read the Word of God and travel through the one-year Bible. And remember, you have seeds to sprinkle. Don't lose sight of the ones falling 
on you. I will leave music at the very end of this to usher you into that prayer and meditative state. But before I go, I want to pray. So let's pray together. Lord, I hope that the words will prick the hearts of those who desire to be transformed by you. We are constantly evolving. Please help us to have better attitudes as we deal with others moment by moment. Increase our empathy so we can react with grace, goodness, and mercy, because without your love and understanding, we cannot grow in wisdom. Father, we need your assistance to guide us through the self-examination process. Be with us as our awareness of our destructive behavior surfaces in our minds. Do not let us resist the truth. Lord, please soften our hearts that we may understand how we can change our words, thoughts, and actions to achieve your result and be a living expression of Christ. Be with us in this space and let us take this faith step knowing that you will never leave us nor forsake us no matter what filth we uncover about our attitudes, our behaviors, the characteristics of this world. We want to develop an attitude that is pleasing and creates an environment of peace, love, power, and self-control. In your name I pray, amen.